around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody. God bless you and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. And we are so delighted that you're here with us today. And we've always got wonderful ideas that we think the Holy Spirit would really like to share with you. So we're happy you have joined us. We're honored that you're there. And we feel like it's a real privilege uh, to take time to minister to you. And as the Bible teaches us that, like Jesus talked about, we're going to wash your feet with the Word of God. And so Terry and I are here today to talk to you about these wonderful things that we feel like are most appropriate and will be a blessing to your life. Terry, I always think it's just astounding how the Holy Spirit can preach to whether it's 50 people or 5,000 people and everybody come away and feel like God spoke to them personally. Well, yeah, absolutely. The Holy Spirit makes it so personal. He's a personal God. Yes, and he makes it so practical for people to say, I got that. That helped me. That ministered to me. Now I can, you know, like it's like write the vision and make it plain so sure. people can run with it. And that's what the preaching of the Word of God is for. That's what exhortation, edification, and comfort is for. Uh, I love these scriptures in Isaiah, and then we'll move on here, that says, Isaiah said in, I think it's chapter 41 or 42, he says, he says, Oh, you who bring good tidings to Israel, get up on the high places. <laughs> and he said, and speak to them. He says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to the heart of Jerusalem and cry to her, that her time of service and her warfare are ended and that her punishment has been accepted, her iniquity is pardoned, and that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. In other words, God wants to comfort That's people. good news. And it's wonderful. He says, a voice of one who cries, prepare in the wilderness the way of the Lord. And that's, you know... Uh, John the Baptist. John the Baptist. Sure. Scripture it says, and make straight and smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. And God's attitude is, if you're going to bring good tidings, He said that I want you to get up on the high places in, in chapter 41, and He says I want you to get up there and I want you to tell them and proclaim to them and minister to them, and that's what the airways are for, is to get up on the high places well, and sure. tell people the good news. Can't get any that. No, that's right. So we have, you know, we have all these wonderful, um, under, wonderful things from the Word of God that the Holy Spirit, uh, as you say and as you pray so many times, will prick our hearts, shine the light on it, yes. and move on our will so that we can get these things that God's trying to say to us. Yes, Every yes, single yes. one of us, we're desperate for the, for the wisdom of God and the power of God. So we know that the Word of God and the Spirit of God they agree. Paul said there in Corinthians, he said, they must agree. So the Holy Spirit comes to, like in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, it says that the same Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead shall also quicken our mortal body. Amen. And then in Hebrews 4, I think verse 12 there, it says that the Word of God is alive and yes. full of power. So we Sharper have a, than any two-edged sword. Yeah, so we have a Word that is sharp, it's alive, and then the Holy Spirit comes, it's and He's light. the one to bring life with it. So everything about the Word of God, it's alive, <clears throat> and the Holy Spirit brings life and quickens us. Well, Jesus' us. threefold mission was love, light, and life. That's right. Everything He did was love, light, and life. That's and that's right. supposed to be our mission. A Christian is supposed to be about love, light, and life. 
no, uh, everywhere right. they go. The word says that we're we're a city uh, set on a hill that we can't be hidden, that we can't hide our light under a bushel. We've got to let our light shine. And I tell you, in today's age, Renee, we Christians really need to start letting their light shine. Oh, we right. have to stand up and be the armor bearer and the torch bearer and, and have our armor on and our shield up and our sword out. And uh, we have to let our light shine and shine the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ, not only uh, around us, but also to where it's not been uh, where it's not been before, to shine the light where the light's dim and name the name of Jesus where it's not been named. We are the torch bearers. We are the ones that send the light, take the light, and are the light. Jesus no, said, right. you are the light of the world. No, that's right. Paul was so clear in all of that and talking to the church. Um, you know, he said that the light of his countenance would shine through us. Absolutely. To the world. And then in Second Corinthians 2 again, he said <laughs> that um, we are the sweet fragrance of Christ. Sure. We have a fragrance of life where the world has a fragrance of death. No, that's right. I mean, you literally, in the realm of the spirit, there is an aroma or a stench. Sure. When someone comes through the door. When they're when they're a born again believer, it's like hell knows the aroma. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> when hell comes through the door, Christians know the aroma, of the stench of what the, the the evil that is in the world. And God wants us to have that sensitivity by the Spirit of God, so that we understand how to function in the world. And we're not taken, uh, as Paul said here. I was reading some of these things. He said, "So we're not taken unawares. We know Satan's devices." We have the life of God. We have the light of God. We are the sweet fragrance of Christ. Amen. No, <laughs> Isn't amen. that wonderful? No, it's tremendous. Well, I just think, you know, you and I were talking about the Holy Spirit as our comforter um, and, and the Word of God. You know, he, everything there in, in John chapter 14, 15, and 16, I learned from Brother Hagen many, many years ago that that's where Jesus talked about the presence of the Holy, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. That's right. And that when you look at all those things, uh, you and I were talking about this earlier, that the Holy Spirit um, was left to be a comforter. Yes. Jesus said he would, he says, it's better for me, better for you. No, better for you. That I go away. Right. Because then I can send the comforter. I'm just one person. Can you imagine what Peter and James and John and Matthew <laughs> and, and all those guys, what they must have thought whenever he said that. Oh, I mean, right. he looked at them and said, it's better for you if I go away. I bet their eyes crossed and uh, they just, yeah. what? I mean, you've been providing for us for all this time. You've been providing our food, our our, our, our fish, our bread. Our, right, uh, right. You've been providing our tax money. You've been providing our healing. You've been providing everything. And now you say it's better yeah. for us right. that you go away. How is that even possible? But Jesus realized and, and trying to get across to them, he's only one person, and That's he could right. only be one place at one time. Right. If he was in Jerusalem, he couldn't be at Capernaum. If he's in Capernaum, he couldn't be at Caesarea. He could only be at one place at one time. But he That's said, right. when I go, if I go, when I go, uh, the Holy Spirit will come. The Comforter will come. Right. And he said that he will show you things to come. Boy, that's good news. It sure and is. that he will teach you the Word of God. He's not, oh, as right. I've said for so many years, the Holy Spirit is not only the author of the book, but he's also the teacher of the book. He wrote it, and then he teaches us how to that's understand right. it. And Jesus said he'll he'll show you things to come. He'll teach you uh, the Word of God. And then it says he'll he'll bring things to remembrance to your remembrance that you've been taught. So whatever That's you've right. been taught in the Word of God, the Holy Spirit will bring that back to your remembrance. And he can be every place at the same time. That's amazing. He, he's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He, he he he's everywhere right. at the same time. And so he can he can be with me when I'm in the jungle somewhere preaching, or he can be in the cities, or he can be all over the world, around, right. around the globe. And that's why Jesus said it's better for you. 
if I go. Because if I don't go, then the Holy Spirit won't come. But I'm going to go, so the Holy Spirit will come, and that's better. So thank God for the better. Well, it is. I was, you know, as we were talking about this too, I, I, my, I, I reminded here of verse uh, seventeen of John fourteen that he's the Spirit of Truth. Sure, he is. That when that when he comes, when he hovers over our lives, just like someone's riding in their car and they're listening to the podcast, the Holy Spirit is there as a Spirit of Truth to teach them the truth. No, that's right. And to take the truth, and like Jesus said, they He will take the things of mine and right. reveal and them reveal unto to you. you. He is the helper. He is the he helper. Is the ever present help in time of trouble. The Amplified uses that word comforter <coughs> to say that he's the strengthener, the standby, the helper, <laughs> yeah. the comforter. He's everything of those things. And, and you I, know, you know, because he's everywhere at the same time, Hilton right. Sutton, my dear, dear friend, Hilton Sutton, prophet of God, wonderful man of God in heaven today. But Hilton told me something years ago that really amazed me. And uh, he said, uh, he said, Terry, he said, I go out to the cemetery and he said, I have a little bench that I've placed by my wife's grave, by Joanne's grave. Right. And also by uh, my daughter's grave. Right. And he said, um, he said, I go out there and sit. And I said, why in the world do you do that? They're, they're, they're obviously not there. They're in heaven. Right, right. And uh, why would you do that? And he said, because, Terry, he said, the cemeteries are the most peaceful places <laughs> in the world. That's and some true. of those spiritual places in the world. I said, what are you talking about, Hilton? And he said, look, he said, the Holy Spirit hangs around cemeteries. And I said, what? He said the Holy Spirit has to hang around cemeteries because he said when Jesus comes again, right. when the trumpet blows, when the trumpet sounds and Jesus right. says, y'all come, let's go. He <laughs> said the Holy Spirit's job is to bring the dead in Christ, Christ. out of the grave first. first. He said, the Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise first. And he said since the Holy Spirit does not know when that day is, then he can't take a chance of not being there whenever Jesus says, let's go. That's a wonderful and thought. so he hovers. Hilton said he hovers. The Holy Spirit hovers over the graves, not right. of the sinners, right. but of the Christians. Because of the instant Jesus says, it's time, right. let's go, or God says, it's time, let's go, then the Holy Spirit must instantly bring those Christians out of the grave. And he said, so it's the most peaceful uh, place in the world because the Holy Spirit's always there. And he said, every t time I walk into the cemetery and go to sit down at my daughter's grave, at Lisa's grave, or at Joanne's grave, he said, mm -hmm. I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Because yes. he's there already. He's beat me there. No, that's Isn't that truth. interesting? That's wonderful. That's an interesting He told me that after my son Paul got killed, you know, and of course I was crying and hurt. And he said, he said, you, and I said, you know, I don't go to the cemetery. I don't think he's, Paul's there. I know God's not the God of the dead. He's the, he's the God of the living. And, and Paul's not there. He's in heaven and he's busy and he's working. And he said, yeah, but the Holy Spirit is there over his grave all the time. Wow. And I said, Wow. Wow, isn't that something? Thank God for the Holy Ghost. No, that's right. Brother He's... Osteen used to always tell us, thank God for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, thinking about this when you and I were talking about it earlier, that, you know, the, the Holy Spirit is the teacher of the church. And he's always there to lead and guide us into all truth. Uh, and Second Corinthians, I was reading the other day, says, we are in the dispensation of the Spirit, Second Corinthians 3.8. 
this whole dispensation is the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Right. And so when the Holy Spirit shows up, that means that to me, sure. the party's on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're fixing to have something supernatural. We're fixing to have some let, miracles. Let me say something in the word of clarification, because I don't want anybody to get confused what I said about what Brother Hilton said, because there is a real movement today, especially out on the West Coast, a real movement today about going out to the graves, to the graveyard and to the graves of great preachers past gone by and laying on those graves <laughs> and they call it grave sucking oh, my because goodness. you're sucking this this doesn't happen by the way but it, it they, these people really do it uh, but they say they're sucking the spirit out of those departed preachers those dead preachers those gone on before preachers and they're sucking their spirit into their spirit and they call it grave sucking so right. don't in any way confuse because that's bad and that's wrong, and that doesn't that doesn't happen. Those people are not there. There's nothing to suck. Uh, those people are in heaven, happy and well. Hilton just said the Holy Spirit hovers over those graves so that the instant, the millisecond, <laughs> the twinkling of an eye, right. that God says it's time, y'all come, blow the horn, blow the trumpet, then then the Holy Spirit yanks those uh, bodies up from the dead, that the dead in Christ shall rise right. first. I just wanted to clarify that, lest somebody think I'm talking about something I'm not talking about. And, I, and I'm well, certainly not talking about that weird and, and, and no, false absolutely. Uh, doctrine of going out and trying to suck somebody out of their grave into your spirit. <laughs> well, as, as I have said, you and I have talked about this so many times. Before, it makes them a sucker. The, the Bible is supernatural enough and, and strange enough without us adding no, some absolutely. level of, of ridiculous, you know, eccentricity sure. to it. So when, when you think about Jesus referring to the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of truth, that he comes to, to really show you God's will on the thing, especially when it comes to the miraculous, that God wants the miraculous. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't want things to stay as they are. If you need a miracle in your body, the Holy Spirit is to show you this is what a healthy body looks like. Sure. If you need a miracle in your finances, this is what the Holy Spirit comes to show you is that Jehovah Jireh will provide every need. Amen. So God's into the miracle business on the planet yes. by the help of the Holy Spirit. And Ghost. he's the only miracle working God. No, that's the right. The Bible tells us there's no other gods. There are no other gods like our God Jehovah that doeth miracles after your sort, the Bible says. You know, I, as I travel the nations of the world, Renee, and I see all these demon gods and false gods and false religions, then none of them, none of them do miracles. None of them no, know anything right. about miracles. Our God, Jehovah God, is the miracle-working God. You know, we were sitting around here this morning, and uh, <clears throat> we're actually up in Canada, in the outback of Canada, way, way uh, north, uh, out of civilization, where there's no, we have no electric, no electricity, we have no running water, no no indoor plumbing. <laughs> we don't have three bedrooms and a bath. We have 50 yards in a path. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, <clears throat> you know that famous book? Ask me why I did this, everybody. <laughs> you, know that, you know that famous little book called 50 Yards to the Outhouse written by Willie Make It and Betty Don't. But uh, anyway, we're way up in Canada, way yes, up. It sure is pretty. It's gorgeous. Absolutely it's beautiful. Gorgeous. We're up here with uh, preacher friends of ours, pastor friends of ours, dear, dear, sweet pastors, 
Pierre Sear and his beautiful wife, Louise. Louise. And uh, they're great friends and great partners. Wonderful people. We were at their church last year and just had such wonderful miracles, uh, validated and verified miracles. And yes. they asked us to come back and do it again this year. And, and so we're going to be having this next week, we'll be having nine sessions at their church. We have three on Sunday and two on Monday, four Tuesday, and Wednesday days. for four glorious days. Yes. And we did the same thing last year with just outstanding you, uh, move of the Holy Ghost and miracles and wonderful things. And and uh, so they invited us this year and they said, they said, would you come a few days early because we want to arrange and take you fishing up north and uh, and we want you to rest and fish. And so we've just enjoyed several days here. The weather That's hasn't right. been all that great, uh, but uh, and it's cold. Man, it is cold. But uh, we've enjoyed uh, the fishing. We've enjoyed the rest and relaxation. You right. and I have just been able to rest and and pray and study the Word and talk about the things of God. And we've just had such a such a great time. And we appreciate Pierre and Louise for that. And you know, in in, in Quebec, their church is in Montreal. They have a French speaking Assembly of God church there right. in Montreal. They have thirty five nations represented in their church. Isn't so there's something? people from thirty five different nations in their church. Not a church Wonderful a church, marvelous yes. church. And um, uh, but Quebec, uh, the province of Canada called Quebec, is is less than one percent evangelical. Right. I mean, what Why a mission I? field! It's less no, than one percent evangelical. And so we're glad to be here, and we're delighted and glad that we're going into their church this weekend and just having great. Uh, word preached, word of faith preached and embraced and, and taken on and acted on and lived <laughs> on and then the miracles that are going to follow. We're excited about that. But anyway, we're 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 way up north where there's not many people or roads and got stuck in the mud the other day driving up, or we didn't, but Pastor did. And uh, so we've just been having a good time. But anyway, I was saying that miracles uh, are the heartbeat of God. That's right. And the miraculous is his dinner bell. I think it was F.F. F. F. Bosworth that said, like in the year I was born, 1950, that miracles are the dinner bell to the world. That's right. Uh, the miracles attract unbelievers. They attract sinners. People will come that's right. to see a miracle. They'll come when they hear about a miracle. And so that's that's what Christians need to be about is the miracle power of God. But anyway, I started to say that we were talking this morning, you and I, and by being up here in this cabin with no electricity and no running water <laughs> and all right. that, um, which is no problem for us. We're missionaries. No. We know how to do it. No, uh, it but works. anyway, we I did something this morning. I don't remember what I did. I made something, cooked something, did something right. that was totally unusual for us not having the wherewithal up here to do it. And you said, hey, it's a miracle. And I, we were laughing and I said, no, it's not a miracle. It's sensational. Right. And it's spectacular, and I'm glad about it, <laughs> but it's not a miracle. And you know, that that always makes me think about something I've said for years and preached from the pulpit, that, that the church today is so coddled and, and rocked to sleep and deceived in many ways because the church looks at Hollywood and they see all the special effects, all the explosions right. and right. all right. The, the superpowers yeah. and the super this and the super that. And, and, uh, all the special effects that Hollywood does that are sensational, right? And they're spectacular. Right. And the church gets gets lulled or deceived into this thinking that that's what God is, that God is sensational and spectacular. They right. they want God to be like Hollywood. <laughs> they want him just to explode no, sometimes true. whenever they pray. Something will just explode and blow that's up, true. and you that's know, and they true. just want things to. Well, anyway, that but that's so wrong because God's not sensational nor spectacular, but he is simply 
miraculous. miraculous. And he's the yeah. only one that is. And well, God doesn't want your life and my life to be sensational or spectacular. He wants our lives to be miraculous. Well, and, that's one of the things you said to this morning when, when whatever it was we were doing, I think we, we actually opened a can without a can opener, you know, just your pocket wide. And I said, oh, look, it's a miracle. It, that's it's what open, it was. I took know. my pocket knife and opened a can, and <laughs> there's no electric can openers, of and course, we, and there's not even any, any hand-turnable manual no, can no. openers up here. And, you and so said, I just took my pocket knife and opened a can. You said, it's a miracle. And you said, no, it, it it's not a miracle because we, you know. We know how we did it. We know how we, we did can it, do it again. and we can do it again. That means it's not a miracle. That means it's not a miracle. Because to me, Renee, the only definition for a miracle is because God. Exactly. If you can explain it, it's not a miracle. But if you just look around and say, I can't explain it, it's just because God. How did right. you do that? How did that happen? Because God. Right. How did that man get up and walk when he's crippled? Because God. That's you know, right. when we were here last year in Canada preaching for uh, Pastor uh, Pierre and Louise, there was, a, there was another pastor there who was also a farmer. Right. Who, before we came, had been out in the field on his tractor, and he had gotten off his, parked his tractor for some reason in the field, and had to get off and do something. So he right. got down from his tractor, went around in front of it to do whatever he went to do, and the tractor jumped a gear and came forward and hit him and, and pinned, pinned him, him against a tree. Well, there was a tree behind him, and that tractor pinned him uh, between the tractor and the tree. And, of course, because it's in gear, it just keeps pushing. Right. And so it keeps him pinned there for hours until someone finally came and found, found him. him. And... So when, when Pierre and Louise invited us to come, and they, they, they said, they called this pastor who was in terrible pain and couldn't do anything. And they said, we have a man of God coming from the, from the States that we saw on Kenneth Copeland's broadcast, and he has a miracle ministry, and so we want you to come. We're going to have nine services, uh, and we want you to come to every service. And he said, oh, I'd love to, but I just can't. He said, I'm in such pain, and I can't ride in a car, and I can't do this, and I can't do this, but I'd, I'd love to. And Louise said, no, no, she wouldn't take no for an answer. She said, no, I'm making you a bed in the church, and you're going to sleep at the church and be at every meeting. Hallelujah. And they went and got him and yes, brought him did. and prepared a bed for him there in the church. And I tell you, he was in every session, every yes, service. And uh, I tell you, the last night I pulled him up off his the, the, the bench or the bed. I forget what he was on that last night because he was getting better. And uh, I pulled him up, and he ran around the church and just completely healed. He was laughing and crying and praising God. That's just completely. That, that's a miracle. That's not sensational. No, that's Nor right. spectacular, but it is miraculous. You know, you know, my kids used to say to me, Daddy, Daddy, we got our homework done. It's a miracle. I said, no. <laughs> it's sensational, and it's spectacular, and I'm proud of you, but we know how you did it, and now that you showed me you can do it, you'd have to do it again. No, but right. but it just took a little elbow grease, and a little not looking out the window, right, and a little right. focus, and a little paying attention, and get your work done. People say, oh, we put a man on the moon. It's a miracle. No, 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 that's, that, that's not a miracle. It's sensational, and it's spectacular, and it's pretty neat that people with some, it took some intestinal fortitude right. in the expenditure of several billion dollars to get some people to get up in that, that bird and fly to the moon and then get out and drive a car or jeep around on the moon and pick up rocks and bring them back. Uh, but that's not a miracle. We know how we did it, and we can do it again. But I love the miraculous. The miraculous is simply because God. Because, because God. God. And that's that's so marvelous to me is that it's unexplainable. Sure. Well, it's like, you know, people tell you, scientists will tell you, and, and aviation experts will tell you, uh, scientists of aerodynamic, aerodynamics will tell you that a bumblebee cannot fly. And yet we all know they do. 
That's right. They'll tell you, no, it's absolutely mathematical impossible. Uh, it, mathematically impossible because their body's too big, their wings are too small. It's absolutely impossible for them to fly. But if you look at a bumblebee and say, excuse me, Mr. Bumblebee, how is it that you fly? Your body's too big. Your wings are too right. small. It's totally impossible for you to fly at all. How can you do that? That bumblebee would just look at you and smile and say, because God. Because God. Because God. There is no other explanation. There is no, no other reason. Yeah. There's no science that can figure it out. It's just because God. I've seen things to me that that are unexplainable and that like all of a sudden you've got this terrible financial situation and there just doesn't look like there's anything any way out i mean there's just thousands of dollars or sure, millions or sure. hundreds of thousands of dollars somebody is in a crisis in their life and yet they determine to trust god yes they're determined to have their mouth say only that god will meet all their needs yes they're determined to say that he is Jehovah Jireh yes. and he will provide for yes, us. He yes. is El Shaddai, the God that is more than enough. And they're determined to be tithers. They're determined to be givers, to plant their seed and watch yeah. God grow it. They're going to stay faithful. They're going to fight committed. it through. They're going to fight it through. Let's say on January 1st, they're, they're hit with this. And then six months later in July, they look back and think, how did that get paid? Right. Look what happened. We're not in debt anymore. We don't have this problem anymore. And it's unexplainable. And they can tell that certain things happened, but that they happened all within a period of time. Yes. While they were standing and believing God in faith, then that is miraculous. And the answer is that, because God. Because God Same did way it. with the sickness. People have, yeah. have life-threatening illness where, the, where medical science says, sorry, we can't help right. you. We want to help you. We wish we could help you. We're trying to help you, but we can't. And then God heals them. And the only answer for that, the only, right. and doctors will even say, there is no explanation. There is no other answer. It just has to be because God. Well, we've heard testimony ourselves, you know, through the years in all different kinds of meetings, had people tell us, we've seen it personally ourselves in each of our lives, that when, when people stand up and say, there was no way for that money to come in. Sure. There was no source that we could think of in any way. But in six months' time, sure. we can't even show you on the it's books how it came right. in. It's a miracle. But somehow, the money was in our But well, That's account. been my ministry for 51 years. Yeah. I've had people come to me and say, Brother Terry, where, where did your support come from? I said, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but who supports you? God. He just brings it from different sources and different places. And Well, don't you go out and raise money? No, never have. Don't know anything right. about it. We right. just pay our tithes, give our offerings, and believe God to do what he said he would do. And he's just always, always done. You know, I'm thinking about that little little baby down in Guatemala that, that died. American medical doctor, friend of mine from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Bobby Daniel, right. uh, medical doctor, DO, and runs one of the head of one of the hospitals there in Tulsa now. This was years ago. And uh, uh, my good friend Bob Lemon, who just passed away last month, uh, was with me. as his first missions trip that I took him on. And uh, this little baby girl, just an infant, just, just 13 days old, died. Right, and, right. And the parents carried her and brought her to, the, to, the, to where we were preaching and where Bobby was conducting a medical clinic. And I was helping him in the medical clinic, interpreting for him in Spanish. And, uh, and they said, we heard there's a doctor here. And so they went on into the clinic. I went on over and preached a crusade in the jungle right. where, where tribes uh, had come together for a tribal celebration. Right. And, uh, and I got back over there after the crusade that night, and, and Bobby said, you know, there's nothing I can do for her. There's no medical help for her, and I need a hospital, and I need pediatrics ward, and I need right. equipment and machinery and medicines and all kind of stuff, which we didn't have. We're in the jungle. And, uh, and she died. 
And uh, I held that baby up for 12 hours, Renee, 12 hours. As you know, you've heard me tell the story many times, and you've heard Bob Lemon confirm it, and, and Dr. Daniels confirms it. Uh, that baby was dead, D-E-A-D. In fact, right. Bobby said to me about 3 o'clock in the morning, he said, he said, Jerry, that baby is dead, D-E-A-D. You understand you've been praying for her for nine hours. And he said, I'm concerned about you. You need to put her down, and we'll bury her later. But, uh, you, you know, uh, I'm concerned about you. And I just kept on praying. Three hours later, six o'clock in the morning, I'd been praying and holding her up before God for 12 hours, and God raised her from the dead and healed her, or whatever it was that, that killed her in the first place. And that girl's alive and well still today. She's she's uh, 40 years old today and married and got three kids and serving God. But there is no explanation for that no. except because God. And the doctor's stand right there saying she's dead, D-E-A-D, and uh, there's no there's no explanation at all except God miraculously, after 12 hours, raised wow. her from the dead. Now, the, the miracle power That's my God. is brought on by the Holy Spirit. And people that, that I think want to talk about the Holy Spirit, but they're not filled with the Holy Spirit, there is, he's, just, he's on the scene to do the miraculous. Everything, the whole reason he comes Absolutely. is to show the power of God by confirming the word of God that somebody's believing. Sure, you sure. Know, it can be a young mother. It can be a businessman. It can be a missionary on the yes. mission field. It can be a contractor trying yes, to build a absolutely. building. I mean, somebody, you know, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro, Jeremiah said, just looking, just for, looking for a place. I've always told him, here I am. If you're yeah, looking for a place to show yourself strong, right here, just, just look no further. Well, that spirit of truth, Jesus called the Holy Spirit. He is there to show the truth about God, no, that absolutely. God is a miracle-working God, absolutely. and that He is no respecter of persons, but, you know, he's also, and He'll do it for everybody. He's also, that's right. He's also a faith God. No, that's right. He's not going to be pushed and pressured right. into being sensational right. and spectacular. I've right. said before from the pulpit, I said, you know, uh, we, we want God to be sensational and spectacular like Hollywood, so, so if I were God, Right. I've even told the Lord this years and years ago. I said, if I were you, <laughs> I would show Oral Roberts where the Ark of the Covenant is. Right. I mean, you, you know where it is. God knows where it is. The angels know where it is. I mean, Indiana Jones found it. Surely God knows where it is. And so if he, I said, Lord, if you were just to give it to Oral, <laughs> and he could put it there. Of course, Oral's in heaven now. But right. give it to Oral, and he could put it at the City of Faith, put it at the prayer tower, and millions and millions and millions of Christians could come and, and look at it and actually see it. And there's the Ark of the Covenant, and there's the Ten Commandments, and there's Aaron's rod that budded, and there's there, there it would be. Right. That'd be sensational. And that'd prove to them, ha-ha, that's God. No, that's right. no question. But see, God's not pressured into that. No, he's he's not. he's not pushed into that. He he's uh, uh, you know, there's just so many things that I've told God over the years. You know, you could do this, and it'd give you more PR, it'd give you more right, presence, right, it'd give right. you more publicity. <laughs> you know, if you'd you'd show Brother Hagen this and show Oral Roberts that and show this preacher that, uh, then everybody could see it. Really, really is true. And uh, God's just not interested. He is a he faith is God, and he he says, "I am a." a rewarder of those that diligently, diligently seek, me. seek me and it's a faith thing and he said it's for whosoever will will and whosoever, whosoever won't won't, won't. Right. it's about faith and what you believe and whether you believe in the incredible or not well that's believe the sure. unbelievable see the invisible you that's know act on the impossible that's what <laughs> god does he's a miracle that's right. faith god 
Well, and he's doing it out of relationship with you from the inside out. Sure. And it's not just something to impress the eye gate, but he's we are co-laborers to, together with God. Amen. He wants to work with us. Well, we're going to have to go for today. And, um, we're and try just, to find some way to get this internet back to the world, back to civilization, <laughs> so so our people, our, our friends and partners can hear it. That's right. That's right. So we are going to sign off today from out here in, in uh, the wilderness and um, just hope and pray and believe God that the things that we've said today remind you of your position in Christ Jesus, how much God loves you, and that his desire is to provide every need that you have. And then you take that message and that testimony to a world that needs hope. They yes, need miracles. Yes, yes. They don't just need to be impressed with the with Hollywood and the sensational and all of those things out there, but they need to see a miracle working God. Yes, and their do. best example of that in our, would be to your friends and neighbors, co-workers, the world where you do business would be through your life. So you're a walking advertisement for the goodness and promises for of the God. Miraculous faith God. That's right. Well, just tell somebody about terrymize.com. Uh, go to our website. It's got our, our calendar there. We're going to be, after Canada, we're going to be in Indiana. And then after that, we'll be in Illinois. And then after that, we'll be home. So um, we're just all excited about what God's doing. And we're believing God that uh, people are going to uh, be able to see the power of God places that we go. We're going to minister those things, have miracles. And uh, as Paul did on his missionary journey, encourage the churches, edify Absolutely. the churches. And you know, we've been invited to six continents this year, and the that's people right. aren't just asking us to come. They're pleading, please yes, come, please right. come, please help us. It's like the Acts chapter 16, the vision that Paul had at night. He's asleep at night, and a man from Macedonia appeared to him right. and said, please come over here and help us. And the Bible says immediately the next morning. I That's mean, he right. didn't wait. Immediately no. the next morning, he took off for uh, for Macedonia into the That's city right. of Philippi. Of course, he That's got right. put in jail and beat and everything <laughs> else. But then God did a jailbreak to get him out of jail. And he started the church at Philippi, yes. which became his missionary partners. And so uh, we, we want to get to those places, Renee, that are begging That's us right. to come. We're so grateful They deserve to the gospel. They deserve to hear. And uh, we're trying our best to get to them all and, and, and get them all help. Well, back in April, we went and ministered at seven partner churches. And then this month, we'll be in at least three or four partner churches. Yes. Well, we try to give our partner churches first first shot or first right. dibs at having us in personally because they help us. And uh, so we're delighted to have partners, and we pray for our partners, and we invite anybody listening to us to become a partner. And, and to help us go around the world. That's right. And uh, just believe God with us that we can we can get to all the places that uh, are begging us to come. It's going to be wonderful. We're going to do a lot of good things and see a lot of fruit for the kingdom of God. So we thank you for being with us today, joining us, giving us your time. And we believe it's going to come back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And until next time, we're going to confess over all of us together that we are all more, more than, than conquerors. God bless you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a MISE Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymise.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymise.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.